Dr. Amir Barzin from UNC Chapel Hill joins us, an attending physician in the respiratory unit. Yeah, how are you doing? Hanging in there and being safe. Yeah, I think that's a good mantra. My field of training is in family medicine, so seeing everything from kids to adults. As we've all tried to come up with a plan for our COVID response, I'm one of the physicians that helps head up and start our respiratory diagnostic centers. That's the thing that we've heard is that primarily COVID-19 is a respiratory thing, but as this has evolved, we're seeing that COVID-19 can really hit the whole body in a variety of ways. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I almost equate it to thinking about how some people have um, different things that they present with whenever they think of a cold. Some people get fevers, chills. Some people get a little bit of nausea, vomiting. Some people get a stomach virus. Some people will get headaches. So very similar. You're right. We started off thinking a lot about the respiratory-related issues. And as you've seen probably across the state, whenever we talk about new symptoms to look out for, it just seems to get broader and broader. And, and it's really tough to pinpoint a specific symptom to look out for. You've been seeing this firsthand at UNC for, what, two months now? That's right, yeah. We're in week nine of the Respiratory Diagnostic Center. And what are you seeing in patients that you can share with us? A lot about what you're asking, you know, or what you were were talking about. We're seeing patients that are coming in saying, you know, I'm not really sure if this is a COVID-related illness or if this is not, but I think that it's important to be evaluated. We're also seeing a lot of patients who are looking for a little bit of, uh, of understanding of what's the best way to manage um, their potential symptoms at home. So we're, we're recommending quite a bit of supportive care, which means watching out for worsening symptoms, making sure that patients don't have needs that need to be addressed immediately in a hospitalization, and otherwise making sure that they feel like their um, concerns are being listened to. So we're seeing a broad array of that. We're seeing patients who are coming in who are feeling relatively healthy, milder symptoms, and then we go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, which is where my colleagues in the hospital are taking care of patients who are are acutely ill and require more intensive management. We hear a lot about the short supplies, not having enough PPE, masks, gloves, gowns, things like that. But where are we with beds if they should be needed or ventilators? I think if you ask healthcare professionals across the state, we are lucky, I think, for many reasons. One is I think we had a really great kind of lean into the stay-at-home orders that were issued early along the process before North Carolina started having a very large ramp up in the state, which allowed us, I think, a really good affordability to, to do what we've been hearing a lot about, which is called flattening the curve. So what we're doing together as healthcare system professionals across the state and in our entities that we work with is working together to make sure that supplies are there. Fortunately, right now, we've got plans in terms of our capacity at UNC to be able to, to handle more COVID patients. We've been devising strategic plans. If we do, let's say, see a a sudden surge of patients go in. We have plans to be able to take care of them adequately with advanced medical teams, including breaking into smaller groups as physicians and being more actively involved in the hospital side of things. Let's look at recovery. People that have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and are in the recovery stage, what do you see in there? Many. Yeah, that, that's a really... Good question. I think as with any any disease, you're going to have a really broad spectrum. There's some people who have very mild symptoms who after a, a couple of days maybe feel better, but really kind of the way that we're thinking about recovery is, is at least a, a period of 21 days and sometimes up to 28 days is what we were really thinking. Yeah, then you have the other end of the spectrum. Uh, a lot of times people who may have some underlying chronic medical conditions that make them Um, a little bit more prone to having um, worsening outcomes. 
that may be in the hospital for a longer period of time. So it's really dependent upon the patient and their needs at the time. Of course, if you think about just general in hospitalizations, if you are acutely ill to where you need to be in an intensive care unit, and if there is a, a chance that you do need to be on a ventilator, that adds days to the time of where you get into recovery. Let's say you're on the other end of the spectrum and you have been able to manage your symptoms at home relatively well. Um, The recovery period could be a little bit shorter for those people. Since we don't have a vaccine cure, we're just treating things and socially distancing seems to be working. Mm -hmm. As a physician and an expert in this, what can you tell us about things like wearing masks? And I agree with you. I think that the, the things that we have seen, the benefits, I think we are feeling as a medical community in terms of being able to uh, to tolerate the amount of cases that are coming into the hospital from a uh, capacity and supply standpoint is because of the measures that we've taken in terms of social distancing or physical distancing, and then also doing things like encouraging people to be really cautious about hand washing, cleaning surfaces, and then also wearing masks.